G'day. How you going? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Smart Women. I'm Nicole. So good to be here. I don't know if um, my beautiful podcast audience, whether you know that, I have just got back from nine week holiday with my family touring outback Australia, outback Queensland and the Northern Territory and it was absolutely fabulous. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, there's no doubt you're aware of that. Um, But I'm not here to tell you all the amazing things about my trip, although I might do at some point because I think it's it's definitely relevant to relationships. Hey, um, but today I want to talk about stress because one of the things I've realized after getting back from the holiday and having that whole process of having nine weeks with my husband not being stressed, with me not thinking about work, with the kids not having to get them to school, the only thing we really stressed about was staying out in front of COVID, which we did manage to do, totally high-fiving. I mean, pulling that off in the current um, border closures and all sorts of things felt like a bit of a miracle. Um, And the other things we stressed about were, is that a flat tyre or where am I going to get gluten-free food from in the outback or, you know, the kids having a squabble. But really, it was really beautiful to have just beautiful adventures, to be in nature, to get into our own rhythms and not have the stress of everyday life with us. So returning into everyday life where you have so many commitments, well, we do, you have work, you have work stress, you have financial stress, uh, you have all the things going on and trying to juggle it all. And I'm noticing how easy it is to get back into stressful ways. Um, And I'm noticing how different it is in my relationship, you know, when we're stressed. Because just a week ago, (laughs) we were still in this blissful state of just being rested. So I want to just share my observations with you about dealing with stress um, in your relationship and I want to share some of the Gottman wisdom on stress and I want to share a little example of how I managed stress really badly just the other day. Um, So let's start there. My husband went back to work and had a stressful first day and came back and shared with me what he's stressed about. And I noticed myself comment and respond to him from a place of annoyance, of kind of having had enough of his stress. From And that comes from all the years of him being stressed and my fear about what that does to us as a couple, as a family, and maybe losing him a little to stress. So I responded from that place 
with kind of just, well, just get on with it. Well, you're just going to have to do it. Um, you know, just look after yourself so you don't get too stressed. Like really advicey um, kind of feedback. And I noticed that it really didn't help him, which, you know, is the truth, eh, when we, when we respond like that. And I actually went and had a shower. And while I was in the shower, I was like, oh, my God, can you imagine if I responded to one of my clients like that? I would not dream of responding to one of my clients like that. <laughs> if it was one of my clients, I would come from this very sort of untangled place and I would respond from curiosity. I'd be like, okay, tell me more. What is it exactly that stresses you? What's the deeper part of that? How does it feel for you? Um, what support do you need? I'd get really curious and I'd get really caring and I'd get really empathetic as well. So I'd go, wow, gosh, that's a lot. Um, and so what I did uh, is I went back out to my husband and I said, hey, do you mind if I respond to your uh, that stress conversation differently like can you give me a second chance and he was like sure can and so I just said hey I get it that's really freaking stressful what you're going through and to be thrust straight back into that and you know I know where that stress comes from is because you care so deeply about other humans and that's actually what I love about you and you know just pretty much a very different response to the first one and I just it got me thinking about how important it is that we have the capacity to hold the place for stress in each other's life um, when you're in a relationship. And Gottman talk about a stress-reducing conversation as something that you should probably have introduced as a regular thing. You know, whether it's daily, you could, hey, hey, well, how was your day? What are your stresses? What are, you what are you carrying? Um, let's lay, lay it all out. I can't imagine it happening daily in a busy family these days, but weekly for sure I think would be a good idea. Um, and it doesn't have to be a formal thing. It can be more just something to notice when a stress conversation arises that there is a way to do it that can create a safe place, a safe haven for your stress, for your partner's stress, that allows you to be each other's support so much nicer, right? And I think often we can't be each other's support because we're worried about how their stress is going to impact us and the family and how much strain and drain it's going to cause and how grumpy your partner's going to be. But us not accepting and holding and supporting and creating that safe place for them to uh, let it out a bit is not going to help with that stress. It's actually going to add to it. So here's what a stress-reducing conversation might look like. Um, this is the things that the Gottmans would include in it um, is number one, active listening. So active listening 
you probably have heard of that before and it really just means that the job of listening is as important as the job of speaking in that you are not in your mind thinking what am I going to how am I going to respond to this what about me thinking of your own story here you're actually um, really with them with their part in this with their story in this with their experience of this and getting curious and one way that I get my clients to do this so that they stay in active listening and they don't forget because it can be really easy for our minds just to wander back into our experience and how we're going to respond to this and how that's not true yeah that's what we usually do I get them to take a pen and paper and jot down the notes and that's actually also a Gottman activity called the Gottman Rappaport Another thing to do is to take turns. So let your partner have their turn, complete their turn, process their turn. Um, you do not have to add things in now. I find that this can be a danger in conversation. It's like, well, we're talking about this now and maybe this is a, this is a symptom of not having enough conversations, not going there enough is that you want to throw everything in. So it needs to be a possibility that you have open conversations to some degree of frequency so that you don't feel like you have to add everything in and it doesn't always have to be your turn. So that was number two, to take turns. Number three is don't give unsolicited advice. Right? That's exactly what I did. Right? I said, hey, go exercise, do this, do that. Just don't bring it in here with me and the kids. Um, not helpful. Uh, advice can be taken on when it is asked for and after some other kind of processing. And that other kind of processing is generally um, what we'll go through with the Gottman stuff, but, but generally a sense of you've acknowledged them or validated their feelings. Uh Actually, unsolicited advice often just makes us feel when we're receiving on the receiving end of it that our partner thinks or whoever's giving it thinks that we're stupid and we can't think for ourselves and we haven't thought of this, this stuff and we don't know how to look after ourselves. And so it actually puts uh, the person with the problem onto the defensive rather than a relief, a release by sharing. So number five is show genuine interest. So I think if you are active listening, you can do that if you're genuinely curious. Number six is communicate your understanding. So my favorite words, and I get my clients to quote this directly until they have their own version of it, is I get it. I get it and that makes sense. I prefer that to I understand or I understand completely because sometimes that can trigger a part of us that goes, how could you possibly understand? You don't understand, but I get it. I get that that's hard for you. I get that that must, knowing who you are and what you value, I get that that means a lot to you and that blah, 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 right? So communicate your understanding. I get it. It makes sense. My favorites. Uh, number seven is take your partner's side. I love this point from Gottman, right? And they've done all the research. So they've seen it go all the different ways. And they see 
that couples that do this well and are successful take each other's side. So instead of going, well, you can be a bit of a pain and no wonder your boss is annoyed at you for that. It's like you're t you must take your partner's side. So, you know, uh, well, that's, that's really unfair of your boss. Um, must be really hard for you. Much better. Because it's you and your partner in the world together as a team. Uh, now is not the time to try and change them when they're stressed at work or something else is going on. Um, and that's number eight, the Gottman advice, which is we against them. So, yeah, really coming together with, you know, uh, as a, as a un unit against, not against, but to combat, not combat. I'm, I'm thinking of all these <laughs> aggressive words, but to go out into the world with that support. Um, number nine is express affection where you can, and that might develop and build as, as you get safer and safer in this kind of holding stress for each other space. Oh, and number 10, one of the most important things and something I've mentioned a couple of times already is validate emotions. So that's that I get it. I get that that must be really stressful for you. I get that that must be hard. I get that you must feel really sad about that or really stressed. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Or I would feel exactly that way too. How nice does it feel to be validated? Oh, it's like, you are not crazy. You make sense. I, as your partner, I'm, I get you. I understand you. I'm with you on this. I know you well. And I know that situation must suck for you. Oh, how much better is that than what I did? Unsolicited advice. Or just not creating space, right? And I think we can get into rhythms and rituals where everything is just always stressful at work and it's just like, oh, don't worry, or you don't want to hear about it, or saving each other from it, or not wanting to open cans of worms, or just disconnecting, unplugging, or your partner going elsewhere to unload their stress, or you going elsewhere to unload your stress, which is all very common, but, you know, it's not what you want. You want your partner to be your partner in life, your team, your support, and stress is everywhere, and especially these days with COVID and the state of the world, which is always true, but, you know, I, I, I actually think the state of the world is always going to be a bit chaotic and we have to create our own peace and calm and sanctuary and haven from that. And that starts at home. It starts internally with your internal world in your own heart and your own capacity to listen to your own stress and take it seriously and validate it. And let your in, internal parts, I mean, all of those steps that you do with your partner, you would do with yourself as well. And then it starts with your, your relationship, right? It's a haven. Um, 
what else did I want to say? Oh, one more thing about being able to hold a safe place, a safe haven for each other's stress has the result of emotional attraction, right? And a lot of us do struggle with desire and libido and attraction. And it is not about, you know, our sexual response in moments of sexual intimacy most of the time. It's about all the stuff around it. It's about everything in your relationship and the integrity of it and the sense of connection. And, and so I actually think this is one of the sexiest things you can do. Emotional attraction is a big deal. And the other thing I want to say is it might be the case that you have to really be the leader on this and that might trigger you because you're like far out. Why do I always have to do everything? And there's a part of you that's really not happy about that. And to that I say, yeah, it makes sense that there's a part of you that's not happy about that. But what do you actually want and how, what are you willing to do in order to get what you want to create that safe haven? Maybe you're willing to be the leader and to go to that higher vibration and not lower yourself just because that's where your partner is maybe. And maybe just hold that, hold that higher vibe, hold the respect Hold the boundary of it until your partner either joins you or is incapable of joining you. And then you know. Anyway, that is a whole other conversation. I really hope that helps. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. 